0: Pat's Interference is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner
1: of the CLNS Media Network.
0: All right, exciting times here in the Pat's Interference podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. We celebrated our one year anniversary last month. This month, we are celebrating our first, second annual episode. Again, I'll say that one more time. First, second annual episode, and that is this episode. It is the Patriots intra-squad scrimmage draft. I need to find a better title. We'll do that in year three with Fitzy, where Fitzy and I go back and forth. We draft two ro- two teams out of the Patriots' rosters as if it's the middle of camp, and Bill has given us the keys to the team. We pick like we're in the backyard, and then Team Fitzy and Team Callahan as we have the snake draft will go head-to-head. We will post the rosters on Twitter to let you vote and say who will win. Last year, we had a ton of surprises, Fitzy, with the big kick Nick selection, a specialist. It was in the first 10, 15 minutes. I don't even know if we made a pick, actually, in the first 10, 15 minutes. We just kind of bullshitted back and forth for a while. I'm so excited for this gimmick again, just to get into the roster, all the different players. 22 players, this time no specialists and no kicking surprises. What has you most excited about being back here for the first, second-annual Patriots inter-squad scrimmage draft?
1: I mean the fact that we're doing this, the Patriots Inter Squad Scrimmage Spectacular, <laughs> and you can do whatever you want with that acronym. Yeah, uh, yeah. The fact that we, I'm back here for a second annual is is an honor and thrill beyond any other award, accolade, or achievement that I could possibly realize in this lifetime, Andrew. Uh, you having taken away the specialist is absolutely just a soul crusher for a special teams hardo like myself. Last year, I go with Big Kick Nick because, obviously, he's a folk hero and a living legend. Uh, last year, Andy Hart had noted that he was on his ranking of the Patriots from 1 to 87 at WEI.com. He had Matt Judon 1 and Nick Folk number 2, which should have told you, as far as the talent going into 2022, just what we were looking at for a Patriots roster.
0: It was the first bad sign. It,
1: it was <laughs> the first of many, many, many bad Well, the first bad sign was in May when we heard players were whispering not so secretly to each other and the media that would listen like, what the hell is going on down here? Help, help. Blink twice if you have a no confidence vote in Matt Patricia before flag day, boys. You taking away specialists now, this means I can't waste my first round pick with either Chad Ryland or Bryce Barringer, both of which were going to go one and two for me. (laughs) Barringer for the mustache, Ryland for the opportunities and the fact that he's got a cannon for a leg. I'm excited that they drafted him. Uh, I, I knew it was gonna happen. People love, you know, busted my chops during draft weekend. Like, oh, you got any more jokes about the Rutgers punter? Like, actually, I was pretty certain they were gonna take Adam Corsack, but they actually go for Barringer from Michigan State because the guy can kick in any and every of the elements. And we saw last year how a lack of special teams and the and the uh the issues that they had when Bailey went down and the Nick Folk and Viscaino had to handle kickoff, they lost like 12-yard average on kickoff. That turned into touchdowns, et cetera. So uh, we've agreed to settle on the fact that special teams are important, but they shouldn't factor into the fun that we have on this draft, which I am now titling the second annual Andrew Callahan Patriots Inter-Squad Scrimmage Spectacular, otherwise known as the race for Keishon Butte. (laughs)
0: <laughs> excellent okay that is enough special teams talk for a draft and an episode that has cleared the deck of all kickers punters and long snappers i think you just dedicated two minutes to them congrats to them that's the last we will hear from you until next episode or hopefully beyond um but you do make a good point special teams were a problem last year and we're all moving on from last year as i tried to say the last few months because it's an exciting time this is a fun time this yeah. is a way to kind of again a gimmick to look at the roster uh, and have some fun. And I understand that generally I like to be a good host on this podcast. However, I am a dictator. These are the rules. This is what we will be doing. No kickers and punters. Other rules before we dive right into this. 22-player um, draft. We will have 11 on offense. You need to fill out an 11-player selection on defense. This will be a snake draft. So you and I will go back and forth with for our picks two at a time. Fitzy, actually, this yep. is now me taking off the dictator uh, a crown and assorted uniform. You can either make the first overall pick. Or the second and third, after which the next person will make the fourth and fifth. And we go back uh, sixth and seventh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, that'll be it. The only goal is to win. And we have a theoretical lifetime supply of vitamin C. I need to check with our friend and the founder of the brewery, Dino, about this. However, what I do not need to check with him about is a very special announcement we will make at the end of this podcast. So if you really want to fast forward and find out a special announcement involving myself, Fitzy, and vitamin C, go ahead. But you will miss one of my favorite gimmicks of the off season. and with that, Fitzy, would you like the first overall pick or the second and third?
1: You know, actually, I am going to take the second and third. Mm. Um, I, mm, if I know you, and we've done a couple of drafts like this uh, before, I feel like I can take the chance. And you know, if I get burned, so what? I get two, ch- I get two chances to make myself feel better. And then, like I said, the race for Butte is on. Uh, I, I feel like there's going to be There are a couple of players right off the top that both of us really, really want, as anyone would probably do when they're drafting a real fantasy team for Patriots in and amongst the talented players on the other 31 teams. And then it's just going to be like, you know, like we're just going to be at the at the at the wedding buffet and there's just going to be nothing left but dinner rolls, you know, half picked at pieces of fruit salad. Uh, yeah, let's just call it what it is. We're going to get to
0: Miles Bryant and Daniel Equale real quick. <laughs>
1: those guys Quinto, are- I, they, I will I will tolerate any humor. No, Daniel Equale disrespect on this podcast or any program that I appear on. The man is an underrated gem of the defensive line and a saint.
0: Yeah, just uh, don't get suspended to start the season. But hey, that's last year. Like <laughs> We're putting last year behind us. We okay. are on to
1: 2023 Callahan. We, we
0: are now. What you meant to say there in your experience drafting with me as someone who gets to be as conniving and ruthless and heartless in this process as Bill on draft day or any time in the offseason trading away veterans, a year too early, they're too late, is that's exactly what I am when it comes to this. I'm looking at the spots. I'm going for the depth of certain positions. If I see a drop from, let's say, Trent Brown to the rest of the offensive tackles, I'm taking that guy. Maybe I'll take his backup because then you, Fitzy, are left with no one and come August, we know typically that's when the scrimmage uh, fights Happened in training camp. Maybe it'll be me and you. Maybe it'll be my Trent Brown, 6'8, 300 versus someone on your defense. But this was a smart pick because with the number one overall pick, I have to take Mac Jones. I can't be saying we're going to see the best of Mac Jones here in 2023. The guy we all expected to take the year two leap basically tried to speak that into existence only to have it go backwards in 2022. It's happening. We're getting the best of him. I believe in the system they put around him. There is enough talent. I would lean closer to no excuses. We don't need to have that debate versus have they done enough to help him? He doesn't need a perfect situation and he will have something close to that here on Team Callahan, but I see enough of a gap between him and Bailey Zappi, a guy who <laughs> we forget through an interception to a receiver in the last preseason game. Granted, he played more important football much better when the regular season hit, um, but I see a big enough gap. He's a number one overall pick, though I, I was tempted here to go with a different player and see what you would do with Mac but I can't give you the quarterback at two and three with with leaving Mac there
1: you know it's funny because I wasn't even sure you know heading into this if we were going to have an all-time quarterback and both of us were going to be given Mac now you taking Mac first overall and I'm even sort of dubious if we have to technically field a team that's legal as we go about our all 11 on offense and defense. So some of our formations and trickerations, if you will, mm-hmm. may be uh, unique. I'm not sure if you're going to pull a full Harbaugh on me and stomp out onto the field, like in the 2014 divisional round game, January, 2015 at Gillette stadium, of course, when the LS the Alabama versus LSU formation came out. But now that you went with Mac first, what you've done is you've given me an opportunity to focus on talent on both sides of the ball that I would rather go for early and often because I, ba- Bailey Zappi can be my last pick now. It's not like you're going to go with two quarterbacks. Yeah, you're not going to bust out the Zappi Mac formation. So, that being said, with the second and the third pick in the second annual Andrew Callahan Patriots Let's
0: which is called Patriots <laughs> Scrimmage Draft, okay. the people are already upset. I can feel it was, it feel was, super, the it was <laughs> yeah, just rolling. I the did. Know, I was totally perfect.
1: <laughs> it was totally yeah. perfect. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, I'm going to go with. Matthew Judon and Ramondre Stevenson. Okay.
0: Matt Judon was in my top remaining tier, and I'm going to be updating these teams for the folks who are on YouTube and hopefully not as upset because I cut you off there. We will be flashing these teams so no one has to follow <laughs> along for the entire hour or along long we go. Um, let's talk about these picks. I think Matt Judon is the easy one. There was a case for him to be the number one overall pick. Again, just yep. the, the value of the position with Matt, I, who I still see as appreciably better than Zappi. Um, he was in consideration. Stevenson is number three. This has to be a play where after the draft, you're holding the press conference and you're doing what the Falcons have done. Bijan Robinson is not a running back. He's a weapon. You're telling the fans, Ramondre Stevenson is not just a runner. He could lead us in receptions because you know what he did last year for the New England Patriots. He led them in receptions. Talk to me about this pick when you've got, let's say other positions of need that might've been a little bit more pressing.
1: Well, in addition to the fact that Matthew Judon, excuse me, is going to provide Excellent on-field production and be the linchpin of an, an aggressive defensive line, which is going to have to get the job done on my fictional team and the real team this year. He also gives me leadership, and as we saw with the Boston Celtics and many other teams recently in the the area formerly known as Titletown, you need those intangibles. Him clapping back at Micah Parsons, yelling at Asante Samuel, everything that the guy does, he's the guy that I want on this team most for the intangibles that won't factor in. Ramondre Stevenson, just a couple of weeks back, you know, I had a chance. Uh, a special event at I Love Boston Sports and Branch at the South Shore Plaza to meet, host a QA for, and then subsequently interview Ernie Adams and Ivan Fears and Dante Skarnecchia. And that's over on our, our podcast feed. And I hope everyone gets a chance to check it out. In talking to Ivan Fears, in addition to just admiring the intensity of the man and what a jovial personality he can be as well, and how he just preaches hard work is the answer to everything you want in this life. Uh <laughs> He loves Ramondre Stevenson, who he famously said in 2021, what is he good at? He's good at getting his ass yelled at. And now he's t- now he told me, and he's going to tell anyone that'll listen, he has to be a leader. He has to rally this running back room. He's the most talented player on this team. The offense needs to run through him. And you, as you saw last year, he had the most receptions on the Patriots had over 1,000 yards rushing. This is when he was thrust into a role he wasn't necessarily ready for because Damian Harris was injured, and so Mondre had to carry the ball and do more on one of the most dysfunctional offenses in recent NFL history. I think the sky is the limit for this guy. He and James Robinson both may put together comparable statistical seasons this year, but Ramondre is set for a year three leap that is going to make him a bona fide superstar.
0: I like it. And this is a nice bounce back for Ramondre here in this podcast, because just a couple of weeks ago, James White was telling me about Ramondre throwing up during his first OTA workout (laughs) and pulling a hamstring. And then I just kept busting on Ramondre in 2021 (laughs) as a rookie for then failing the conditioning test and training camp, but largely being out of shape. And it didn't matter because he ran away with a touchdown in his first preseason game. And then, of course, ran away with a starting job in year two. I like the pick. I, from a more analytical, not, you know, I'm thinking about this more than you, but from a, you know, football analytics standpoint, the value of running backs is entirely dependent on the offensive line. I was going to wait provided you don't go with a, you know, two headed backfield here. Again, we only have 11 offensive players with James Robinson. I'll be okay with another bounce back. You you very well might 21 personnel coming right at you. Uh, I'm going to make Trent Brown on that note of the value of the offensive line the fourth overall pick here at left tackle. So ooh, a little fist pump for you. We're going to read that Smart, here Smart,
1: smart, smart. You, know, you,
0: can, you cannot tell me it was smart when you have that grin and a fist pump that I just took Trent off your plate. And I'm going to go to defense here with the fifth overall pick of my second here because I think this guy has a lower chance of lasting um, for the, uh, the, the third player that I was considering here at the spot. That's Kyle Duggar. Because if you want to talk about blue chip talent, on this defense or on this roster as a whole, okay. You you talk about Matt Udan, you talk about Ramondre Stevenson. Trent Brown at his peak can get there. We're not banking on that heading into next season. But Kyle Duggar is that next player because I said many times, including on this podcast, going into last season, the last step for him is playmaking. And I'll pull up his stats here in a second. But when you needed a play or a touchdown or a stop or a hit that meant more than just one tackle in the box war, because he's crushing your running back or a receiver coming a crack block to set a tone, that's what this guy was going to deliver. Last year, 78 tackles, a sack, three interceptions, two touchdowns. The guy can do it all. I think you're getting the best. There could be a case where he is the best player on this team ahead of Junon next season, and we're counting on all that talent all that productivity, in addition to Tran Brown, who I think is just the best offensive tackle available. Uh, and a big mean dude who I want on my side if this scrimmage devolves into some sort of scrum or fight in the middle of the summer.
1: Yeah, and Kyle Duggar also heading into a contract year because he's a second-round pick, so the fourth year is his final year that he's under contract for. Is going to have one of those prove-it-or-lose-it type of seasons. Uh, Smart money bets that he's going to prove it, and then he's going to get paid, hopefully in Foxborough as well. And we may have reached peak Judon on field, and Kyle Duggar may soon... Ascend to and accept the crown of best player on defense, maybe most talented overall player. So that's a buy high, sell higher pick for you with Kyle Duggar. I like it and I like it a lot. Uh, All right, my next two picks, I am going to go 1-0, 1-D once again. I think I'm going to surprise you in this one, but I feel pretty good about it. I am going to go continuing to build along my ferocious defensive line I will take Christian Barmore. And wow. then on the other side of the ball, you ready for this? Yeah, don't do talk, it. Talk talk about bye high. Give me Juju Smith Schuster. Okay.
0: I like this. So I see a defense that is believing in the old adage of you got to build in the trenches and you build out until you win football games. And then offensively, you go, Oh no, this is seven on seven. The trenches don't exist. Give me the best receiver, give me the best running back. My defense, unless Kyle Duggar can um clone himself is going to have trouble covering those guys but take me through those picks because far more i i would have bet a lot of money granted this is a buy low for you here with his talent he got hurt last year and then hampered him blah 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 blah, blah. probably would have been just outside the top 10 picks if we kept going as my bet but here he is and i think you just made him pick number uh seven
1: yeah i big big believer he's a disruptor if he's healthy, uh, he's somebody that's gonna clog them, he can clog the middle, stop the run game, rush the passer. We saw that at the tail end of his 2021 season. I'm gonna chalk 2022 up for all of the same uh deficiencies, uh coaching issues last year, the dysfunction, plus he was injured for half the season as well. And I just wanna get after the quarterback as well. And I feel and I feel like everything about this defense this season needs to be doing everything they can to disrupt the other team, because they're certainly not going to be able to keep up offensively and trying to create a team that will be able to keep up, whether it's an interest squad game or against the jets or against Buffalo in October or Miami, whenever that's not the way the Pats are going to win games this year. So I'm trying to build my team the way that I think the Patriots are going to have to win games this season. And as far as Juju goes again on offense you're going to have to, you're going to have to rely on Bill O'Brien already being the biggest upgrade this offseason. Mac Jones would have to be the second biggest upgrade. Where does the rest of it come from? Formational personnel, creative versatility. We're going to need guys like LaMondre and Juju. Neither of them is going to beat you on a go route. Neither is going to you know, race you down the sidelines and convince you for a second that they're Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. However, they can be deployed anywhere out of any formation to run any route at any time. And Juju is a bad mf when it comes to blocking and doing some dirty work every now and again. I'm ready for him to step up and immediately validate both the money, the selection, and the confidence the organization has put into him.
0: So I think I'm lower on Juju, well, certainly than you, but maybe maybe consensus because th- there's a feeling for me with a lot of the rookies, right? Like, I think this should work out, whether it's because your draft status is a first or second round pick, you're super talented, the fit is obvious, even if you might not be as talented and it just works out. Juju, as I've documented here and other places, best seasons came across from an All-Pro. It's not his fault. He's not the GM. Who wouldn't want to play across from an All-Pro? What are you supposed to do? You produced, he produced. However, when you're the de facto, quote, number one, and your best position, as we've seen, is probably out of the slot, a place that you'll need to share now with Mike Kosicki, for sure, because they're not treating him like a traditional tight end. Not Yeah, Kendrick Bourne as well. You know, can you win off of press consistently down the side of someone who's Good, not great, and contested catch. Now that you've gotten paid, now that you will have the most attention, we'll see. Do I think it's a bad pick? No. I look at that receiving group, though, and wonder about the drop-off from someone like you just talked about with Kyle Duggar, contract year, ascending player. Kendrick Bourne. I've heard very good things about so far in OTAs. I don't know how much stock to put in that. I want to see the shape he's coming back in training camp. But that's a dude who had 800 yards in his first season in New England. The system where it's too complicated, receivers can't step in. He stepped in and had a career year. I think it's very possible that he does that again here next season, which is why I felt comfortable waiting where I cannot wait any longer. However, is the pass rush because you really boxed me in here with the amount of just, we want to talk about blue chip talent impact players. I don't want this guy in first down. I probably don't want him on second down unless it's second and eight or longer, but come third down Fitzy, you best believe I need Josh Uche standing on oh. one line edge of the line of scrimmage where, you know, you can address other needs now that I've taken him. I can't have you take the three best pass rushers on this team uh, and have them on your team. So he is my next pick. There, we'll run down uh, our. Can I there. can I
1: call your team the contract year all stars?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. No, it's just make just keep it that short. Not what we were doing before with this
1: spectacular. <laughs> <inter-crunch> <laughs> Andrew Callahan is amazingly yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. Trent Brown contract year. Kyle Duggar contract year. Josh Uche contract year. Like. You're buying in on the idea that these guys, whether it's in Foxborough or not, are competing for contract, not just playing time, but that next big ass payday.
0: And that is something I'm I'm glad you hit on that because it's something that I think people are underrating where we're talking about big picture things and the impact of Bill O'Brien, which I want to get to in a second. The schedule is the most difficult in the league and, you know, the division and Rodgers and all these different things. You go case by case with all these different players who not only play impact positions, but are guys who want to bounce back from losing seasons and are going into a contract year. Like the argument for motivation sometimes can be really overrated. But in the case where all your best players have something to prove individually and collectively, that matters. That's a factor for this team and a big plus in the department. As for Bill O'Brien, do you think that's something, whereas we might be underrating the contract year stuff, we're overrating because you, as I've said, is their best, most important off-season acquisition. But by the time he left the NFL, you're going, he's like top 12, 15 offensive play caller in the league.
1: Mm-mm. I don't think you're I don't think you're under underrating or I rather I think if anything, we might be underrated. You're not overrated okay. at all. Uh, I if Bill Bill O'Brien a is going to Bill Belichick is going to know who is looking to compete for a deal. And I think a lot of times they don't reward nearly as many of their own as other teams often do. So if they think they've gotten the most out of somebody who's a mid to lower round draft pick who stepped up rose to the occasion and now is going to reset the market at his position somewhere else. They can't pay all of these guys. They're not going to be able to pay Trent Brown starting tackle money and Kyle Duggar, best player on defense money, and Josh Uche, specialist rusher money. So And all of them are going to be competing for a deal. That's a huge thing. And as far as Bill O'Brien goes, he's the the, Andy Hart's written about it. We've discussed it as well. I think anyone who's watched this team and knows what he did before and watched the torpid offense of 2022 understands he is by far in a way – the most important addition and member of this offense, if not coaching staff, like he needs to have all the trust put on his lap. He needs to be able to say and do whatever he wants this season as well. And as far as the slot receivers go, I just want to harken back to uh, 2009 and 2011, the two best seasons, Wes Welker, who needs to not only be in the Patriots, but I believe also the professional football hall of fame for the way he helped reinvent the position of slot receiver in the NFL His best years came under Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien loves getting creative with running backs, and he loves the slot receiver position. Now, it helps, of course, when you've got great guys on the outside and you've got one of the greatest quarterbacks, excuse me, the greatest quarterback of all time, throwing the football as well. But these guys that can run quick outs and work every single angle all over the middle of the field are the people that are going to feed in the Bill O'Brien offense. So uh, did I hear you took – did you take Kendrick Bourne already?
0: No, I did not, Uh, and I'm not going to. I have one more pick, and I'll just make this quickly. My 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 thing about Bill O'Brien is that not that there will be an upgrade, or not that every player in the roster won't feel the system will be more more coherent, and you'll have Mm -hmm. you know your run game connected to the pass game, which of course births your entire play action attack. It's just that is this a situation where every Patriots fan at home, and maybe even players in that locker room, are getting out of the worst relationship of their lives, and the next person they date shows up on time, holds the door. You know, like it stays true to their word, but like doesn't really get you going. And you're so appreciative yeah. of just all those basic things and boxes that we're checking that could get you married or swept off your feet in maybe 1950
1: or 60. But like you want more, okay? This is the Yeah, you want a little date. something different. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like, it's- hey, this this new person you're dating, like doesn't throw up on themselves at home. Doesn't use racist language in public versus just like, yeah, they just want to like, you know, order, take out Netflix and chill. Sounds amazing to me. That's all like you can yeah, take Bill, them to meet Bill your parents. Bill O'Brien
0: shows up with flowers on the first date. Remember, yeah. you know, your yes. favorite song by the third date. Holds your chair week, out for you. Yeah. Yeah. But come week 10, you're like, oh, we kind of, we kind of plateaued here. It might be time to move on because certainly they did in Alabama. It's a different, you know, environment. It's a different team. It's a different background, all the different stuff. It will be better. It's just a matter of how much better because the expectation right. now is he's the reason that they go 10 and 7 in surprise or 11 and 6 or 12 and 5, as I think I saw Tommy say, uh, Tommy Curran the other day, possibly. And I just, I think that's a lot to put on one coach versus the driving factors behind that kind of rise or takeoff or surprise season are the players we just mentioned being in the contract years, which, speaking of which, Mike who Come on down. Contract Ah! year. The best (laughs) offensive player left on the board. You could argue at points. Last year was their best offensive player, even with Ramondre Seasonson breaking out in the way that he did. Dominant run blocker, increasingly better pass protector. Guy can move to tackle if I need him. But right now we have the two best offensive linemen on the Patriots roster on Team Callahan. Uh, Just a quick recap, and you'll make your pick, because we've been dragging here for a little bit. My team so far, Mac Jones. Trent Brown, Mike on one-to-one offense, Josh Uche and Kyle Duggar on defense. You, knowing you have Bailey Zappi in the bag, Ramondre Stevenson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and on defense, Matt Judon and Christian Barmore. So I think we're close. I think the folks at
1: home would probably have you ahead by a little bit. Mm, I don't know. I like your line. Like, like for somebody who wanted to prioritize offensive line in the NFL draft this year for the Patriots and watch them just clog up the middle with a bunch of guys I had never heard of before, (laughs) ignore the tackle position... Basically, surprising everyone from Dante Scarnecchia to Matt Light to Andy Hart to Andrew Callahan and, and beyond, thus prompting questions to Matt Groh after the draft. Like, so, what about the tackle? What about the tight end? You guys kind of need both. And like, well, you know, we're happy with the work we did last year. Like, you know, in the offseason. like I've referred to, uh, I've referred to the battle for the. Right tackle position is like a hobo battle royale this year because it's just like a bunch of guys they brought in and they're just like, okay, one of you gets to be a henchman for the Joker, the rest of you are like, yeah. are, are dead. Like it's it's not spectacular, it's not sexy. I guess they really feel like the interior is where the game's. Got. They're kind of telegraphing where they're going to be prioritizing that uh, the focus of the offense this year because they just have all of these absolute on Wenu size hosses and on Wenu insurance in the forms potentially of mafia city sow and company as well um, are you having
0: as much trouble saying city sow's name as i have been so far am i alone on this island or can you come visit me because they're, they're it's no. so, there's such danger in the water <laughs> city sow just the first Sow alone has me stumbling and, and anxious and leaking confidence
1: no you actually have to almost make it like it's just all one word city sow city just like City okay Sal.
0: It's like I'm yeah, having the number Don't say too of... fast
1: because then you could put an emphasis on it that sounds inappropriate. So yeah, very, yeah. City South. Okay. And also, you've lived in a city and I've lived in cities long enough, like City South.
0: Okay. Uh, he could be there. a
1: linchpin to my draft, to my, to the back end of my yeah, draft. My um, and by the way, is there anything, any team more polarizing in the history of the NFL than potentially the 2023 Patriots? I have heard people go to frequency modulated lengths to say their preseason analysis has them at four and 13, all the way to Tommy Curran saying they're going to finish at 12 and five. I, I I don't, my God, how could it possibly be that some people see one thing this, uh, this bad and this poorly and one people, well, some people could see something potentially being that much better and more surprising, especially given the way that the rest of the division has improved, Andrew. Uh,
0: so. Well, we are about to enter another uh, presidential election cycle. So I think we can understand how people <laughs> see one thing very, very differently. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, Good
1: point. Uh, all right. So I'll just make these quick, uh, yeah. less analysis, more drafting. Uh, with my next two picks, give me Kendrick Bourne and Riley Reef.
0: Nice. Good work by you. So Bourne over Devontae Parker, talk to me.
1: Uh, again, versatility. I think, I think Kendrick Bourne, one of the only two players who actually showed up and showed any fight in the playoff game, if you want to call it a game, versus Buffalo a year and a half ago. I loved everything he did. He was the best playmaker on the 2021 offense. I like the fact that If if people thought it was good that Grant Williams a while back showed a little fight against uh, Jimmy Butler in the heat and actually had something to say. I like the fact that Kendrick Bourne wanted to push back against what they were doing last year because he felt like their progress was getting stunted because they were putting some things together on offense. And then they decided to bang a left when the GPS said for them to take a right. Uh, I think he's a playmaker, too. I think, you know, I don't think they're going to go ahead and use him the way I want to see him get used uh, and have him be, you know, a back. And a slot receiver and an outside receiver as well. Um, he's not gonna be Tebo Samuel 2.0 for me, but I can work him on the outside, I can work him on the inside. I may not even go with a tight end on my team, quite honestly. I, I, I may not, because Hunter Henry's not that sexy. Mike Kosicki is a tight as a wide receiver in tight ends clothes. So. Mrs.
0: Henry would um, love to have a word with you over that I that last coming. Big big I'm, debate.
1: I'm, there. I'm sure she would. He's fine. He's perfectly <laughs> fine. He he's, he's a tur- he's a turkey. He holds club the door, the-
0: brings you flowers, and by week ten, you're like, yeah, hey, you know, you, we should see. You know book. who he
1: is? He's a turkey club. Hold the mail with with you know you know, you know like what he is. Warm onion rings
0: is <laughs> that needs to sit for a second. in The imagery there. Um, he's a guy also yep. entering right. a contract here. Good point. But now that Good you've point. we we've done some recon, and you know the Steelers are calling me you know, to trade up and take, I don't know, you probably need some corners here. And I'm telling them, no, don't worry about it. I'll take two corners with these next two picks. And then I'll wait on my tight end because we know Fitzy with the Jets in this scenario is going to pass up a tight end. So we don't even need one. Jonathan Jones and Christian Gonzalez, come on down.
1: Wow. Yep. Wow. Oh, that is hot. That is hot. Jonathan so- Jones, I get you are on the buy high side of Gonzo, who everybody i have never seen Pats Nation freak out more over five seconds of rookie camp footage in my life.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> going to lay off the low-hanging uh, joke fruit there for most exciting five seconds. Bottom line with Christian Gonzalez, <laughs> this is a guy who you know—I I, I talk about the initial impression of Bailey's happy throwing an interception to a wide receiver again, who just playing safety mm-hmm. for the fun of it in Las Vegas. The initial impression of this guy was a top ten pick consensus he's not yep. 21 yet he can't go to the bar and get a drink there is so much talent here oozing out of him six to 199 pounds can play man can play zone. okay he had a bad game against georgia who freaking didn't over the last two years against that team aside from maybe cj stroud he's someone you take to plug and play week one this is not a position that takes a whole lot of um i mean relative to others certainly safety and linebacker scheme study like mm-hmm. follow this guy if we have a switch call, here's the call. Look over here. And having played at Oregon, which that program hired a new coach and Dan Landing, who came from Georgia in a very pro style. We talk about offensive schemes, defensive scheme. He'll be familiar with some of these calls. I think he's ready to step in. He's more talented than Jack Jones. He's a more reliable tackler for all this. Where's the physicality? Can Christian Gonzalez tackling? I don't get where that's coming from with scouts when PFF had him for three Three missed tackles all of last year. You could have games where Jack Jones had close to three in a single game. He's an all around talent. He's an unbelievable talent. I'm buying in on Christian Gonzalez. Is he going to get burned in camp? Yes, of course. Are there going to be videos leaked? Yes, of course. Over the long term, he's the best talent available, I think. I think they'll get it out of him. And it's just, you haven't seen this a whole lot, right? Because they're not picking that high. When they do, they take a quarterback and we're going to debate about him for two and a half years. This is a player I don't think we'll have much debate about him. Christian Gonzalez is great.
1: Yeah, I, Gonzo, is, if there's anything that people are pinning their hopes to for what they believe will be a struggle of a 2023 season <clears throat> is that he's going to be one of the building blocks of the next great Bill Belichick New England Patriots defense, someone they can buy the jersey of a legitimate cornerback once, the highest Belichick's ever taken a corner as well. And the kid may just be the diamond in the rough that falls to them in the draft and helps kickstart whatever is going to be this next true iteration of the Patriots. Playmaker galore, can play special teams, fast as a rocket as well. Looks like he loves football. He's got a million-dollar smile. What isn't there to like about this kid before the inevitable stories, leaks, and all the other nonsense? Um, expediting for the sake of podcasting purposes and to really sort of like, you know, like the way they do on days two and three, speed up the clock, yeah. no goofing around. I am going to take Jack Jones and David Andrews.
0: Nice. They were they were uh, two of the four players left in this tier that I have.
1: So oh, which, no, okay, one, good.
0: which one was is more important to you and your team right now, you think?
1: Uh, David Andrews is going to be because I need somebody, as we've seen time and again, whenever he goes out on the offensive line, there are communication issues. The guards don't play as efficiently. Uh, he's Even though he's still undersized for the center position, and for all we know, Jake Andrews may come knocking at the door sometime in the near future because poor David has had a number of injuries, missed the season with those. Uh, I think it was the embolisms in his lung a couple mm-hmm. of years ago after the trip to Israel. Um, he's a gamer, man. Like, he's just a smart football player. He lives for it and loves it so much, probably more than any of us could even possibly ever pull out of him. Great guy, uh, team leader. I also need somebody. You know what I need? I need a little championship lineage. I need a little Patriot Way DNA in my locker room right now. And David is one of the last Super Bowl champions in connections to the past that can help inform and influence my future.
0: I like it. So, I mentioned I had two or four players that you just took. One of them is Calvin Anderson, because I'm just going to take this year. And we'll, uh-huh. we'll flip-flop, because he played mostly left tackle last year in Denver. He goes to left tackle. Trent Brown come over to the right side. You and Michael Wenu are going to be absolutely unstoppable on that side. Teams are going to know we're running behind Michael Wenu and Trent Brown and not be able to do anything about it. That's fine by me. The yeah. other one is Juan Juwan Bentley and i'm not going for the Twitter likes here i'm going for the guy who yes of course in a contract here but i said many many times i think there's a case that he was the second best defender for the patriots defense last year down the stretch and this is someone who grew into a role on third down and could defend go look at the cardinals game and watch that tape over again he's not only coming downhill with all the ferocity we haven't really seen and i don't know how many years maybe like peak dante hightower but this is a guy who is growing into a role that many never expected as a two down thumper. And I think he's more than that. And I think his instincts are keeping him ahead of schedule on first and second down and third down. Mm-hmm. He knows their weaknesses. They're building those calls around that. He's played more on the edge and they're blitzing him more. That's where I think you saw him bring more pressure because his bull rush is among the best on the team. You want to get him yeah. going downhill and forward. That's a way to do it. Protect him in coverage. We're going to do that. And I think the other thing is there's just a drop-off like Raquan McMillan. Mac Wilson, Jelani Tavai. We're kind of fishing around in the old $5 DVD bin at Walmart there, if you want to pull out Flybacker. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a couple
1: of jet every now and again. You might get a Toy Story 2 in there yeah, or just, I've know.
0: said it on this podcast before. You get a Goonies, and you're like, oh, all right. Like, you're holding stuff like a, a fish. You're just so excited you pulled out a nice, Guys, Return drop-off. of the
1: Jedi. What was this doing in here?
0: Yeah, opens it up. Oh, Phantom Menace. Um, But uh, <laughs> I just, I think there's a drop-off. In contract year one of your best players so we've got now for me defenders at every single level uche to bentley jonathan jones kyle dugger christian gonzalez in the secondary i need to get some skill position players but i'm feeling good about you know the old down the middle of your defense Duggar and bentley we need someone playing catcher just like old baseball catcher short center field you want to be strong down the middle i feel like we're we're getting there
1: uh, somebody in the back end of the defense, which, had, as we've seen, is all too integral and has to make far too many tackles on the Patriots uh, the past couple of years, needs to step up in the absence of DMAC and say, hey, look at me. I'm the captain now. Mm. And you know who that's going to be? My next pick, Adrian Phillips. Good pick. I think criminally and consistently one of the most underrated members of the Patriots. Is he perfect on every play? No. Does he get beat sometimes? Yeah, everybody does. But can he hit like a freight train like Julius Pepper does? Peppers does? Yes, can he cover like Mac does? Yes. Does he have the heart of a lion? And is he fearless and a, and a great guy as well? Absolutely. And if he's fully healthy and the defense is running and playing the way that it should be, which is with the kind of you know like concentrated, reckless abandon you want a high-flying defense to play at, Adrian Phillips is the guy I'll take eight days a week, seven days on Sunday. Absolutely love him to pieces. And now I'm just going to get crazy on offense because I told you this is the way it's going to go. James Robinson. Wow. All
0: right. So you're running two back. So yep. Because you- yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
1: They got he's got a, he's got a point to pre- you know what I loved? I was okay. I like I still I don't like Damian Harris personally. I know I don't need the barking. I don't need, you know, some of the things that he did that he did, but I love the way he ran. He was a Mac guy. Seemed like a great fit as the power back and compliment to Mondre. Now they bring in James Robinson. Harris goes to Buffalo. And when he comes in and says, like, you know, a couple of years ago, I was, you know, I was on my way. I get hurt. I go to the Jets last year. They don't do anything with me. He's pissed. He's got a point to prove. You want guys on contract years. And you want guys that are going to run angry, play angry, and have a point to prove. He's got a big old chip on his shoulder. And I, he, I think he and Ramondre are going to be a dynamite tandem, ultimately similar to each other. Mondre is by far the better player. But James Robinson, they didn't go get him by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's an interesting thing you just said, considering you are the, the tribal chief of Patriots fans. I want to ask you, Damien Harris, I don't think is someone that is all that missed. I think people just realize you could replace him. Stevenson is a better player, but he ran hard, like you said, yep. and you were kind of, you know, a little, I don't know, closer to being happy that he's gone. Cause you didn't like certain things. What is that something that resonates with a lot of fans or is that something that's just kind of like a fits the only take?
1: No, I, uh, I don't think a lot. I think, I don't think there's a ton... There's a huge outcry for Damian Harris. Like, the night that he left and, and agreed to a one-year deal in Buffalo, there wasn't a, you know, people just, like, you know, screaming like Darth Vader when he found out Padme died. Like, no! What are we going to do? Like, oh, what's going to happen to the offense now? Like, it'll move on. What happened was, everyone saw Ramondre take over last year, and everyone was, like... Like, Damian Harris was like, what about me, guys? And and Pat's fans sort of, like, texted back, like, new number, who this? Like, yeah. they... they they have they have moved on, and I think James Robinson will be a pleasant surprise because not the fastest, not the biggest, not the meanest, but he is a good playmaker. He has good hands out of the backfield, and I think again fits the mold of the creativity that's going to go into the Bill O'Brien offense this year.
0: Okay, I, I need mm. I need three picks here. Uh, is what I need. I, I we can't trade; it's not a part of the rules. Nope. I need to abide by my rules, so I need to identify these three players who are least likely to select. And looking at your team, it could be any of them. Um, But you've also, again, kind of boxed me in where you want to talk about a criminally underrated player. You did so with Adrian Phillips. I raise you a Dietrich Wise, who is, again, coming off of a breakout season. He is a classic case of generates a lot more pressures than are reflected in the sack totals. And yet he broke his personal best career high single season record for sacks last year by like Halloween. So I'm counting that guy who's in the building every single day. The only one arriving earlier than Mac Jones to the point it's a little competition or was last year between the two of them to come in, be a captain. You'd want to talk about a little bit of lineage from the Super Bowl years. He was around in 17 as a rookie, won it in 18, knows what it looks like, knows what it feels like, knows what needs to be done. Him and Jonathan Jones are going to carry that, imprint that on this defense. And I have two strong guys on each edge, ready to bring some pass rush on third down with Bentley, hopefully blitzing along with them. Josh Uche, Wise. Churchwise, um now this is going to be an offensive pick and i'm going to go cole strange because i need to amplify my edge i think up front and i like some of the rookies city sow just gonna pat myself on the back for getting through that one again and uh Antonio mafi who i really like was a patriots fit, obviously from day one i don't like them so much that i want them starting against big boys on the defensive line when we scrimmage so uh, Dietrich Wise and Cole Strains. But that leaves me just with the center position, where I will have an Andrews in the middle. He just, you yeah. know, might be a fourth round rookie that disappointed everyone when he came off the board at a Troy.
1: Yeah, um, and you and you and I have the distinction of being able to just from engagements, obviously, you doing post games interactions, feature pieces, me hosting some events, and having the pleasure of interacting with him. Dietrich Wise, awesome human being on top of it all. Too. Oh, I totally like talk pleasure. about at the top of the I want to root for that guy list and as he joked and told me last year when I asked him at one point, putting together a little thing, you know, where does this all come from? And he said, well, my dad, you know, told, you know, my dad told me keep working hard. So I guess I'm the uh, NFL's version of the six year overnight success.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to go and I don't look, I'm, I'm getting married uh, and I don't have kids, but I, he would be at the list of guys you want your daughter to marry. I would think is where that's like, and he's already taken, he's off the market, but just, Hardworking, genuine, smiling all the time. We got into like a twenty-minute discussion once about how to make PB and J's properly. This was for a feature ah. of my first year of the B twenty eighteen. Takes it so seriously when he's feeling good. When he's not, like just mm-hmm. you know the most wholesome hobbies. Even when it comes to off the field, just a great, 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 great guy.
1: Tremendous human being. Um, all right, I guess, man, my def- my def- my offensive line is going to be uh, a huge wild card. It is going to be. Trouble for sure. But at the same time, I'm just going to have to try to like, I'm going to have to try to rush the passer and score the ball. Next up, go ahead and give me, I'm going to take City Sal because he's got tackle versatility since they're going to give him an audition there. So he played the first year of the five that he was at Eastern Michigan. And then I'm going to pair up opposite Jack Jones, Marcus Jones. So Ooh. good luck. Uh, good luck keeping up with the Joneses. All right. Well, on
0: that point, because the issue for the Patriots cornerback room was not that, you know, you're really lacking talent. It was an average group last year. Uh It's that you're lacking height. And I'm going to hopefully punish you for that, because the third player I mentioned when I wanted three picks was Devontae Parker. And thank God I got him, because otherwise I'm going into battle with Taequann Thornton as my number one. At least now Parker is on my side and going with Marcus Jones. Let's stay with Marcus Jones for a second. And I just penciled myself in for Devontae Parker and I'll run down our teams here in a second. Five foot eight, guy is great with the ball in his hands, outstanding all right. returner, all pro returner as a rookie. You look at his long term fitness defense, played a little safety in college, did so when they needed it down the stretch. Do you want him in nickel? Is that where Jonathan Jones is going to be? My understanding is the Patriots don't have an answer to any of this just yet. They want to let the competition play out. Injuries happen. Sometimes that's your answer, and you're just forced into a particular direction. If everyone stays healthy, And let's say Marcus Jones makes a modest year to leap Where do you want him playing in this defense next year? Does he even start? Is he a major contributor? Where do you see him?
1: Yeah, I think you're going to probably see Jonathan. From what I've heard, Jonathan Jones may play the outside and the inside as well, which is going to give Christian Gonzalez some time. He's not going to get thrust right into the starting lineup unless the guy just comes out and looks like, you know, fifth year tie law out there, which is not likely to be the case. There's going to probably still be a pretty steep learning curve. God-given abilities and talents that he has withstanding. So John Jones will play, which means Marcus Jones will play. I think anyone who watched the team last year and the lack of firepower would say, oh, we need Marcus Jones on offense as well. But he said he's a defender first. He's still good at it. I think he's better with the ball in his hands on offense and as a punt returner. We we said no special teams, but just that little X factor knowing that, like, in case this comes down to a, a draw and it's one of those famous inter-squad scrimmages in August where – Belichick says whatever team's player can field five punted balls gets to, you know, gets the W I would trust Marcus Jones over any of the guys on your squad right now. So I might be reaching, but at the same time, man is a given gifted playmaker.
0: So you don't care wherever, wherever he ends up. Nope. Okay. Nope. I think Talent. that's fair. I, I don't think he'll be the one, Um, like the first domino to fall will be Jonathan Jones. And I think something that needs to be considered too is perhaps a long-term um state safety where he's been back there has a three speed that devon did all the experience he can probably make the calls you would think as a single high free safety do they want jonathan jones back there as the last line of defense i don't know but i think that's someone who is the most natural fit when you look at the rest of the safeties from duggar to Phillips, steve and jalen mills now uh-huh. who has the speed the experience that you want as basically the quarterback the backbone of your your defense okay so just to quickly recap as promised my team so far team callahan has mac jones Devonte Parker, Calvin Anderson, Cole Strange, Mike Onwenu, and Trent Brown on offense. On defense, Josh Uche, Teacher Wise, Jawan Bentley, Jonathan Jones, Christian Gonzalez, and Kyle Duggar on defense. Team Fitzy, no quarterback. It's going to be Bailey Zappi. Ramondre Stevenson, James Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, left tackle City Sow, do it again, David Andrews in the middle, Riley Reef On defense, Matt Judon, Christian Barmore. No linebackers yet in the secondary. Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, and Adrian Phillips. So I have one more pick here, um, right. and I'm going to go on – let's see. Hmm. I'm going to go on the defensive line and take Devon Gotchow.
1: Okay.
0: Talked about up the middle. Solid
1: pick. Unsexy.
0: Just unsexy. Pick. Gets, <laughs> the, gets it done.
1: Gets Poor it done. Guy. First word – first,
0: second word we think of is Devon Gottschow's unsexy pick. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, I, I like that. In the middle, of my defense helps out a little bit. If Jachucay is going to play all three downs. You want you want a, a first, second down uh, player kind of in there. Um, I have a new direction for my offense. We've had a conversation in the war room, and oh. we're going to go somewhere different with our next two picks. So, uh, okay, hold on tight. But we I, this is this is where we separate. I think I think we're still pretty even. We're on a good trajectory here.
1: Man, it, this is going to be a huge disappointment for you when you hear this because I think I know what you're going to do, and I'm going to snatch it right out from up and under you. Uh, the best linebacker available in the rest of this draft uh, is actually not even a linebacker. The guy that probably hits the hardest on this defense, not named Kyle Duggar, is Julius Peppers. Yeah. So give me some. I'll take some Pepas because that's the way things. You know, I can't go Marte Mapu yet because we haven't seen him. Though we continue to hear that guys that size are the new linebackers on the. Everyone get ready to drink. First time I'm saying it, positionless defenses of 2023 in the NFL. And then I'm going to follow that up by keeping to my promise by taking no tight ends. I will take Taekwon Thornton.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: Because you know what? Now, here's what I got. I can have – I can, Juju can work all over the place for me. Uh, I can have Kendrick Bourne work the outside and the inside, and now I've got a legitimate deep threat. So you're, now you're thinking like, all right, if I can get home against these guys – I can, I can make something happen. But, oh, S-word. They have two running backs coming out of the backfield. They get a deep threat, a, a, a seam guy, and someone who will work anywhere in the formation. I'm just going to have to keep you guessing. It's going to be a quick play, quick strike offense, and I'm going to keep you guessing. And again, boy, am I leaning hard into Bill O'Brien getting no sleep all the way up until September 10th on Tom Brady Hooray Day.
0: I mean, his your problems are going to be up front, right? Like you have no oh, multiple positions sucks. to fill. Yeah. Nope. My own line is good. I have Devonte Parker, who is going to miss at least six games if we were to play this out for a whole season. And good luck, Mac, who is probably <laughs> having a little PTSD from my view, looking around going, Who am I throwing the ball to again? Um, but again, you have no skill position players left. So when I took the quarterback, you know you could wait to your last pick to take Paley Zappi. I'm going to go with the two tight end offense and we're going to feature Hunter Henry contract here, Mike Kosicki contract here. And it's not going to be your two tight end Hernandez, Gronk, blah, 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 or power running offense. It's just not who Mike Kosicki is, but I feel better about him as a potential receiver than Keishon Boutte, who's probably coming down here soon. Um, not this pick. I mean, again, no. cause I, I can just wait on all these guys. So we'll, we'll go to defense. Yeah. I mentioned him already. Jalen Mills. Um, mm. Come on back.
1: Swing player this year. Big, big swing player for this defense this year. Take
0: another drink. Contract here. Um, <laughs> someone who also I would feel comfortable saying, look, I know you want to play safety. You've tweeted about playing safety. Supposedly, you're going to play safety. But when we're facing a team that has three receivers, two running backs, and no tight ends, you know what we need? Uh, three corners. So we'll bump Jonathan Jones inside, Jalen Mills on the outside with Christian Gonzalez, and I feel much better about that flexibility. Ah. So we're gonna man up against you. Now, do okay. I think the people are gonna take that into account when we tweet these out and we have people vote? No, not not at all. They're just going to look and go, oh, Juju, Remondre, Kendrick, Taekwondo. Yeah, yeah, Fitzie won. Let go. Yeah,
1: yeah. fun. Fitzie's <laughs> team's fun. Like, who's gonna block for Fitzie's team? Who's gonna let Tyquan Thornton get downfield unless he busts out that Willie Galt times two electric Bethel Johnson speed and actually brings some hands along with those tiny wrists? Come on now.
0: Yeah, details though. All right, so you do not have any uh, linebackers. We both need uh, another defensive lineman or two or another safeties. Um, Boy, this is tough. Uh, Yeah,
1: now we're getting down to the nitty gritty.
0: Yeah. So I think at this point, you just got to stay true to your board where of course I have two tight ends up top and they'll be among my last picks. I will take- Okay. uh, As I just air out my strategy, it's always advertised to every GM who's just shaking their head as they don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh Give me Lawrence guy oh, right in the middle there.
1: Oh. Stole him right out from under me. Damn, good pick, good pick.
0: You know what's interesting too is I don't have a running back, and this is where there, there's been. I think because of your guy Ivan, who thinks Ty Montgomery mm-hmm. has an excellent chance to be the third round third down back. Loves him. And that's, that's great. I know Ty is exceptionally professional. They value him on special teams. Uh, he was their third down back there first. in. I just, even as a fourth round pick that speaks poorly of Pierre strong. And I just can't imagine given his athletic talents, he wouldn't want to try to make that work if it was at all possible versus a guy who's not even on the back nine, like the back two or three of his career at this point. Yeah. It's, it's a little tough. My one note on Pierre strong, by the way, and I don't know if I said this already in the podcast, the story I did uh, last month or a month or two ago, following me, Bill Belichick and Brian Belichick to a coaching clinic where they both gave a talk, Bill's was on this single drill. He did a whole hour on one drill, three-person drill, running back, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, and the coaching points of how to run this drill. And the first few clips that he involved were Rabondre Stevenson and then Pierre Strong for positive. This is how you do it. This is how you press the edge and then bounce back. Now, wow. this is in training camp, and we know we didn't really see much of Pierre Strong except for when he's... <clears throat> blowing contain on a, a kick return to Buffalo with the season on the line. but uh, Or running
1: into the punter on Thanksgiving night and costing yeah. the Patriots a game, yep. But how
0: many times have we seen this fourth-round running back, whether it's James White, or Remindry Stevenson, or perhaps Pierre Strong, you're too late. Granted, they were under Ivan mm-hmm. Fears during that time that they made the leap, or Remindry was under Vinny Sinceri, but Vinny Sinceri was under Ivan Fears for the entirety of his career before Ivan retired. Is that going to happen? I don't know. Is it possible? Yes, and that's why I'm probably going to take Pierre Strong over Ty Montgomery. Which was the whole reason for this conversation. So I've got my last three picks done.
1: I like it. I like it. you're betting on the future. I mean, Ty Montgomery scored in the opening game last year, the only touchdown for the Patriots. Could have had an excellent season as the de facto third down back, which this offense has lacked since James White got hurt against New Orleans in a very forgettable affair from 2021. It could be Pierre Strong. It could be Ty. That's who fears likes. Uh, maybe they're gonna. Maybe they don't even need one because. Between Robinson and Ramondre, you got two, two bruisers, two bowling balls that also happen to have pretty soft hands as well. So that's another one of the great questions. Another one of the great questions is who the hell is actually going to play on the offensive line for team Fitzy on the Callahan Memorial scrimmage. I'm going to go with my next picks. I just want to get this done. Wait, am I uh, dead? How did this get to be the Callahan Memorial script? I know we're shortening yeah, so, the name. Oh, and, oh Andrew, it. you didn't hear? I'm so sorry. I'll get I'll tell you afterwards. Did I um, lose
0: so badly already in the Twitter <laughs> polls and haven't been posted yet? I'm just in a body
1: bag. Uh I'm gonna take I'll take uh Connor McDermott and then just to make sure I have an offensive line because it is that important, I will take uh I'm gonna be shifting. I'm going to be shifting City South to guard. Connor McDermott goes to right tackle. I've got Riley Reef at left tackle. And then give me uh, Antonio Maffey.
0: Okay. Well done, sir. I mean, you're making me... Moffey, Moffey, who at
1: one point actually weighed 400 pounds and was the same size as the entire New England Free Jacks rugby team. (laughs) The big (laughs) boy. He's a big... That's a person mover. And I think he honestly... Sal, I'm not exactly sure what the plans are, but I think Mafi is basically a telegraph to Mike on Wenyu, like, I hope you've enjoyed your time here. You went from sixth round to someone who's going to get paid. It's been a pleasure for us as well. Your next paycheck is probably going to come from someplace else because we are drafting your replacement right behind you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's all fair. Um, man, this is tough. I'm gonna talk about losing Twitter votes, and this was unfair. I think this guy gets unfairly crushed but we both have a safety spot available or a corner depending mm-hmm. on how you want to fit up, fill out that fit defensive back spot though now that you know i'm going two tight ends maybe you want to have three linebackers which god bless you because one of them is not juan bentley miles bryant I, I think there's a role for him on this team no nope, you're shaking your head you're you're, you're you've you got your pitchforks ready um that he is a player i will say right that's off. it the patriots he's the yeah, is right a player there. period he's of. a player the play, <laughs> the patriots value more than the 31 other teams in the league. Uh, there are good reasons for that. Most of them are not. However, I think there is a place, though, where if we're playing mostly zone coverage, there's a way for him to play within this defense for us to protect him. You might not have taken him, but I'm looking at the other options here, and maybe you like Joshua Bledsoe, uh, who we only saw play man coverage against tight ends last year and then gave up touchdowns. I'm not, I'm not buying Josh Bledsoe as this guy who is still waiting as a third year player waiting to break out. It's just, it's just yeah. not, he, he's on the bubble and he's on the back end. Sean Wade, I don't think we're going unless you want to take Isaiah Bolden or Amir speed. You got your hand up? No, that's a goodbye. That's by Sean. Oh, Brady's it's goodbye. <laughs> okay. So yeah. the, A, the options are thin. B, at least Miles Bryant said flashes of a guy who can play in the slot. You want to say get burned in the slot. I'm not going to reject. Or or play safety. So that, that's where we've got a very interchangeable secondary here is my uh is my next pick. Okay. Another one. We're gonna go uh with a surprise here because there are linebackers Ooh. left and you might like the Raquan McMillan types or the Mac Wilsons who's gonna miss tackles and have his eyes in the wrong place when you don't face the Ravens this year, but some mobile quarterbacks. Marte Mapu, let's just let's just Ooh. dive right in.
1: Give me some speed in here. Sexy. There yeah. we go. <laughs> there we go. That's the guy who walks up and orders a drink with Mezcal for the first cocktail of the night. Like, this guy's letting you know that things are going to be a little wild, unpredictable, and he likes it. He likes it extra spicy. Good for you because this guy might either be one of Belichick's great swings and hits or one of great one of Belichick's great swings and misses. If everyone's telling me draft night, including Daniel Jeremiah, that he's one of his favorite players and may have been the best day two pick in the third round and that the team that no one should have wanted to have seen him go to was the Patriots, then I tend to believe that he's probably going to be a great fit may also be the guy behind Kyle Duggar saying like, if you like it here, you may have to play contractual ball with us because we got someone else that we are growing in a pod next to your bed to, to take your place just in case you happen to want too much money for our goods in 2024. So I think that's a, I think that's a great pick by you.
0: Yeah. And I, I tweeted this out. I said it in the podcast afterward, Belichick loves him. I heard rumblings at the combine. Couldn't confirm it, it was only from one person. Lo and behold, they make the pick. They wanted to trade out. But I think he's a player that I'm going to bet on initially here because I think he just brings a higher ceiling than a McMillan or a Mac Wilson, who we've seen. And we thought Mac Wilson was going to wash out with the Patriots because he uh-huh. didn't play down the stretch, completely disappeared in the back half of the season. Um, at this point, I'm swinging for upside. So that, that's where we went with that pick. And I got four more spots on offense uh, to run through. And you have, let's see, four more picks to make as well.
1: Uh, Zappy's going to be one of them as well. So I oh, I'm sorry. You have six picks. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go right now. Here we go. I'm going to go one, two. Uh, this is going to be... I'm going to go... Oh, God, people are going to love me if I say Keon White because, you know, everyone loves the memes of him and Belichick. You know what? Picking Jelani Tavai, like, I'm, he's another one. He's the Miles Bryant of the defensive line and the linebacking slash edge core. But at the same time, he doesn't suck. Blaming him for... You know, like he doesn't suck. I'm going to go to buy first pick.
0: Good for you. And you know what? I got sick of this You know, borderline underrated. Season. Let's go. The in Jelani
1: the- Tavai fan club is in session. <laughs> You've got
0: two members. Another member on the Patriots and Justice who just signed. So congrats. You actually have a party going. But just to go back to August of last year, as we keep saying, we're moving on to 2023 and hit the rewind button. People had such strong feelings about Jelani Tavai in August and September that I made the mistake of quote tweeting one and saying. Who cares this much about Jelani Tavai outside of his immediate family and coaches, the way that every sort of perceived misstep was this blow it up. Oh, my God. Cut him. He sucks. Like, are, are you just listening to Felger and Mads who couldn't tell you anything about them or any other sort of radio show who just wants to blow up in this slow footed linebacker when he's been solid? He's been fine. Fine. It was just such outsized outrage about a player who's not really going to change the fortunes of your team. And then when he got extended, didn't even get that much money. You're talking about a guy, occupying yep. less than 2% of the cap. So I think people have largely pumped the brakes. I think we all need to relax. I think he's a fine player can play inside. Now he's big enough. He's not going to wow you in any sort of sense, but he's not going to get you killed. Like, let's just, I think it was the Matt Patricia stink that was still on him from Detroit. Patricia being in the building who had a lot of influence. Um, But Patricia's gone, and Tavai's not, and I think there's good reasons for both.
1: Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Just fundamentally fine, Uh, you know, reasonably sound, gets things done, loves being there, stuck around. Um, Again, you know, you got the sexier defensive, you got the sexier rushers with Uche and Dietrich. I got Judon on one side. Maybe Tavai can at least hold the edge on the other side. If for nothing oh, else, so and you have him to... as
0: an edge defender, not a stand-up linebacker. I mean, I, I don't know how you want to configure. Uh, that. You actually, look... you know
1: what? I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him as a stand-up linebacker. That's going to okay. be my. That'll be my Juwan Bentley. Now okay. I'm going to go Keon White.
0: Okay, I like it. So I mentioned I have four spots left on offense. You have, I, if you want to go three-three-five-four-two-five, doesn't really matter. As we know, the Patriots and coaches like us more follow time week to week game plan operations. Both of us. You could defensive line and a linebacker. You definitely need a linebacker left and a corner, uh, a quarterback, excuse me. So quarterback, D lineman, linebacker and safety or defensive back. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to fill out my roster here now with two tight ends, Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki, the greatest 22nd, 23rd or 23rd and 24th round picks ever to be selected at any draft at any time. Come aboard. We're a two tight end offense. It's going to be a bounce back for Henry Gasicki's plenty motivated. Uh, I just wish we could play the Dolphins every single week because he pulled very ah, the. Um, now I don't remember the exact line, but it was a former employer kind of line. Like I'd not, I know, correct? To say that's correct. That's how we got and that's how we got introduced to Mike Kasicki over ten minutes, where you know he he played the game, did the media thing very well, had a smile on, came off as genuine, largely mm-hmm. was within the rules of the Belichick media policy, but that one little one little former employer. My previous place of employment uh slipped mm-hmm. in there so we now know now how he feels about Miami. Uh I
1: he, maybe he's maybe he's gonna go off. The fact that he doesn't block, you know, I, I took the receivers yeah. that I did. I I would love for him to look at the fact that I disrespected him by not taking him and call me a, a former associate, a former friend, a former uh general manager he thought he was gonna fictionally play for in this uh memorial scrimmage for you. Um uh, still, <laughs> still not dead, not dead yet. Uh, I'll take, uh, my guy, Daniel Equale on the defensive line. All right. And for a linebacker, I will take Raquan McMillan.
0: Okay. Solid. Um, I also had penciled myself in, I believe Jake Andrews already, which I had not made that pick. So let yeah. me do that now. So I have my entire offensive line left to right, Calvin Anderson, Cole Strange, Jake Andrews, Michael, my Trent Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, which leaves me with a wide receiver and a running back. And then you have a quarterback and a safety left to pick. So we will take uh, Kayshawn Booty.
1: Mm-hmm. Love it.
0: And so uh, you have two picks left and I have Mr. Irrelevant who, as I mentioned, will be Pierre strong. So what
1: are, what do we have left? Uh, I got quarterback and safety. So let's wrap it up with Joshua Bledsoe, Mr. Joshua for the lethal weapon fans in the house and Zappy Fever. Gets his chance to prove that he deserves a shot this season. For all we know, he may be just every bit as good as Mac Jones. I doubt it. I am on the Mac. I am far from a Mac stand, but I certainly believe competent coaching a year away to wash away the pain of the reverse-engineered Patricia offense. Everyone saw him smiling at the Taylor Swift concert. Who knew he was a Swifty? He's feeling himself. He's back in the happies. Uh, Mike Giardi tweeting out recently all the positives he's hearing from inside the building that players are talking about proper leadership they see the same guy from 2021 back at it but he's got a bigger let he's got a bigger arm he's in shape he's ready to rock and roll got to give him the right kick of the can but Zappi can get see uh, once again I've got the quick release you know quick strike offense so Bailey Zappi will suit exactly what my offense is tailor cut to just fine.
0: Yeah, it, we've seen how much Remandre Stevenson as I look at your roster here. And we'll just, you know, for the folks on YouTube, they're, they'll be posted right about now. Uh, so you can look at this as opposed to hearing me list them off. And I will in a second. Stevenson can create on his own. Like if you want a running back with a bad offensive line, this is a guy who generated so many yards at the line of scrimmage, dancing out of tackles, dodging defenders like we've seen him do it before. James Robinson is a little bit of that in there. I'm counting my offensive line to carry Pierre strong. The only real weakness is at center with Jake Anders. You can help double team slide, whatever you need to do. Um, But (laughs) seven on sevens. If we ever get to this, my offense is not scoring anything. And I think when you take the field with your offense, again, Juju Kendrick, Bourne, Taequann Thornton versus Jonathan Jones, Christian Gonzalez, Kyle Dugger, Jalen Mills. We got some fireworks. Like
1: I was going to say pop. Where's the popcorn, man? Get ready. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Devontae Parker is going to eat Jack Jones and Marcus Jones for lunch, provided he plays like the power forward the Patriots keep wanting him to Mm -hmm. play like. Um, But this was fun. I I felt very good about my team last year when we did this. I feel less good comparatively. I think you drafted a very, very good team.
1: Yeah, let's see what the people have to say as well. And ultimately, one way or the other, this ends in the two of us getting together together. Uh, To celebrate the process, if you will, to better our fundamental working Foxborough football knowledge, and if nothing else, enjoy a cold vitamin C together.
0: Yes. All right. Uh, Before we get to vitamin C and that special announcement, final teams again Team Callahan, Mac Jones, Pierre Strong, Devontae Parker, Kayshawn Booty, Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, Calvin Anderson, Cole Strange, Jake Andrews, Mike Unwenu, Trent Brown. On defense, Josh Uche, Devon Gotchow, Lawrence Guy, Dietrich Wise. John Bentley, Marte Mapu, secondary, Jonathan Jones, Kyle Duggar, Jalen Mills, Miles Bryant, Christian Gonzalez, Team Fitzy, Bailey Zappi, Ramondre Stevenson, James Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, Taekwon Thornton, left or right in the offensive line, Riley Reef, City Sal, David Andrews, Antonio Maffi, Connor McDermott, defense, Matt Judon, we are going to have problems with Matt Judon, uh, yeah. Christian Barmore, Daniel Ekwale, Keon White, Subbrook, jelani Tavai, Raquan mcmillan in the secondary jack jones adrian phillips julius peppers hide the women and children joshua bledsoe and marcus jones
1: oof oof i'm ready oh i fun. am ready yeah oh make make it september 10th let's or at least early august let's go
0: yeah all right how about let's make it august 9th because uh you finalized the details here this is something we've talked about you and i last like two three summers and it's finally coming to fruition with our good friends at Vitamin So you tell the people what our special announcement is here today.
1: All right. So ladies and gentle friends, I hope you can carve out August 9th in your calendar and join me, Andrew Callahan, uh, and a host of other Patriots media cartel, if you will, or <laughs> a Patriot talker. We're not cool enough to be a cartel.
0: I just have to stop you there. We're not not even even close.
1: (laughs) Hey, you're all too damn negative. Yeah, well, actually, we try to do the best job we can. And when we get a chance, we love talking to you. And we would like to open it up and create a fun forum, all in the name of a good cause and a nice cold beverage. So on August 9th, we're going to have a special beer release, Pat's Fan Q&A fundraiser party at Vitamin C Brewing in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, The actual title for the event And ticketing is yet to be uh, detailed and released, but it's going to be $20 to get in. That'll get you a vitamin C beverage. The rest of the money will be split up amongst a couple of charities that are near and dear to our hearts, including and or not just exclusively the Hole in the Wall gang and Boston Children's Hospital. Uh, We're going to have a beer release. We're going to have myself, Andrew, and a couple other Patriots reporters, talk show hosts, et cetera. Uh, A couple that we're hoping to get, but we haven't yet confirmed. I do believe Bob Soce is going to be there as well. We're going to open things up we're going to have uh the 10 year anniversary of my blank pats fan say video series with a beer that's going to be celebrating that as well to be released for all your tailgating and beverage purposes and then we're going to have a nice little Q&A session where you the Foxborough superfan the Pats diehard can grab the mic ask us questions and uh just have a damn good time the night before things get kicked off August 10th the first and only pretend season game at Gillette Patriots, Texans. I, I honestly like. We got a lot of summer and the sunny days around here are very fleeting, Andrew. Obviously, but I freaking cannot wait. We're about two and a half months out from this. I cannot wait. It's going to be an awesome time.
0: And who's to say we don't do it more frequently? I know I talked right. about it briefly with Dino, but maybe we do it around the draft, and we'll find this other time and just kind of mm-hmm. let me know. And everyone's schedules are crazy. We all dealt with the pandemic, right. finding a new routine life happens. But to get this nailed down the night before the first preseason game at Gillette, their only home preseason game, please come out. It's an outstanding spot. Great music, outstanding beer. Uh, We'll have a lot of fun. And yeah, ask away. Like we will be there Mm -hmm. till every question is answered. If you want to come 20 bucks, it's for a good cause and with great beer. So this is uh, it's going to be outstanding, man. I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah. It's, I, we've been trying to do this for the longest time. It's going to be sort of like part stand-up show, part beer release party. Part, uh, Patriots fan forum Q and a, and hopefully we don't get booed off the stage the way the Red Sox brass did in Springfield <laughs> during the winter.
0: Yeah, we'll see just depending on how the yeah. reporting comes out or if the <laughs> offensive line still can't run block in a week three of training camp. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to tell you the way it is. Uh, Cause that's yeah. why I'm there, but this has been fun. The second annual Patriots scrimmage draft with Fitzy here and Pat's interference, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS media network come out on August 9th. Please don't blast me too bad on Twitter for this team. Uh, scrimmage will be fun. And who knows? Maybe we'll bring these rosters up again. We'll take a vote if I don't feel good enough about the Twitter replies and uh, vitamin C, and then people can give me the smack straight to my face. So thank you, sir. This is a blast. I know I'll be bugging you down the line.
1: All the best to you, my man. Can't wait to compare the rosters. Let's live in the replies. Go Team Fitzy. Um, we're on to 2023 in the third annual already.